0: Welcome to an emergency episode of Cup of Cubby Blue. We were just here literally like 24 hours ago. And since we dropped episode 64, the MLB season has, spring training has been canceled. The start of the season has been delayed. It is a little unclear as to exactly how long that delay will be. The NBA, the NHL, NASCAR, March Madness, all canceled due to the coronavirus and we felt like it was really important to hop on the air and talk this through for our listeners. I'm Sarah Sanchez. I write about the Cubs at Bleed Cubby Blue.
1: Hey guys, I'm Andy Cruz Van a second I am just trying to wrap my brain around what has happened over the last 24 hours.
0: Yeah, me too. And you know, I'm just in case you didn't listen to episode 64, one of the things that Andy and I talked about At the very top of that episode is how both of us have been sort of contingency planning around coronavirus in our work lives and our personal lives and what that has looked like and what that has meant. So it's not like this comes out of left field, but it really does feel like the world fundamentally shifted at about eight o'clock last night when the NBA suspended all games indefinitely Because a player for the Utah Jazz who this guy, this guy, I just cannot right now, uh, tested positive, but, but not just, like, tested positive, was mocking the entire existence of the coronavirus last week and, like, had this press conference where he went and touched all the microphones and said he went into his teammates' lockers and, like, touched all their stuff. And congratulations, dude, because some of your teammates have the coronavirus now, too. He also went to a school and did a school visit. (laughs) Um, And this put the NBA in an incredibly terrible position because it meant that every team that has played the Jazz in that time period had to be suspended indefinitely, plus all the teams that they played. I mean, it it was a cascading effect that really shifted things for the NBA. Andy, I got to jump. I got to start with the NBA. Like, what are your thoughts about this Utah Jazz player? (laughs)
1: Oh my God, as you're coughing. Oh my God. Sorry. No, no, that was, (laughs) that was dinner. That was dinner. Um, (laughs) No, actually, as you were talking, Adam Silver, um, there was an ESPN alert that just dropped. Adam Silver said that in 30 days, they will reevaluate where we're at with everything to see if they can set a a startup date for the NBA to come back. So um, at least that's the first that I've heard of anybody putting um, some sort of, um milestone on this as far as like a time frame because really everybody else has just said it indefinitely or it's canceled altogether so um i at least there is you know 30 days is still a long time to go without basketball in march/april slash for the nba so i am um appalled at this play Rudy Gobert i believe i actually don't yeah. know how you say yeah. his last
0: name i i have not watched basketball in a long time um, I believe it's Gobert. I believe okay. it's Gobert. But so if it's Gobert yeah, and I just matter. like made it fancy like <laughs> I'm
1: friends Let's or just something, I'm Rudy. Rudy. Because that's all he Rudy. deserves from us right now. Yes. Um, listen, it's one thing if you are one of these people that are like, everybody is overreacting, everybody is crazy, everybody is being paranoid, blah blah blah. That's fine. That's your opinion. I don't really care if that's how you feel, but to go and mock it and like rub the microphones and do what he did. I mean, I'm sorry, but that was not only stupid and immature. It was just so, I mean, so selfish, just so selfish and, and ridiculous. And, I mean, he deserves every bit of the harassment that he's getting. I mean, online, obviously, I, I, I don't wish physical harm on anybody, but he, I know he is getting harassed and, and he deserves it. That was just stupid. I mean, come on, dude. It's one thing if that's your opinion, but it's another thing to to do what he did. And, you know, if I'm his teammates that are now infected, if I'm other players that he breathed on that are now infected, I would be pissed. And he would be hearing from my lawyer.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I would just be furious. I mean, I can't even imagine being a teammate with that guy, having that. It was so immature. (laughs) It was so literally like a thing a child would do. And just the irony does not escape me. So um, this is a baseball podcast. The reason we're starting with the NBA is because that clearly was the first domino to fall. I read an excellent piece uh, that dropped about 45 minutes ago, so I'm going to put a timestamp on this recording, mainly because stuff is moving super fast, and I want to make sure people know what's going on as we record this. We're recording at about 6.15 Central Time on Thursday, March 12th. I read a story that dropped about an hour ago from Jason Stark and Eno Saris in The Athletic, and it's just really telling because they talk about talking to a scout about 12 days ago who has a significant other who's a nurse. And that the, the scout was saying, this is kind of surreal, but everything's going to change in, in two weeks. And sure enough, like everything has changed 12 days later. I mean, I commented on Twitter last night as I was watching the Cubs game, which was like just any normal baseball game or any normal spring training game that it was so weird to be watching a baseball game as the NBA suspended games indefinitely.
1: Yeah, you know, and I'm going to comment, I'm going to kind of jump around a little bit because I have things like just popping in my head as I'm seeing stuff come out on Twitter. And this was something I commented on because um, something Theo said, he definitely, you know, is, is somebody that I always am very proud to say, he runs our team because he's just always so well-spoken and I feel like for the most part does the right thing when it comes to, you know, things that he needs to say, things that he needs to come out and say. And for him, he, he he made one comment that was kind of at the end of his most recent uh, release. And he said something to the effect of nobody in camp right now has the um, symptoms that would be the U.S. standards for being tested. And I tend to disagree with that because all of the funky sickness, illness, flu-like symptoms that we've had, that we've heard players have, that we've heard players from other teams have had, i.e. my boyfriend, um, Nicholas Castellanos, who was sick right. for like two weeks, those people need to be tested because I can promise you, it. I bet – there are some of the guys that have been sick with the Cubs or playing teams that we've played that are going to test positive for the coronavirus just because we don't know what it actually looks like on every person. I've read so many different takes from people that have had it, that have it currently. I've read stuff today from people over in Italy that, you know, from one neighbor to the next, it just acts completely different on different people. So, I mean, I'm it, it's very possible that a, a large majority of the population is going to have it and not even know it. So, I mean, it, it to me, I just think it, it with all this weird sickness that's going on around camp, if it's something that I know now that everybody is most likely going to be heading home, but I still think it makes sense for them to be tested, especially if they're one of those players that had the weird sickness that's been going around the past couple of weeks. I mean, David Ross himself probably had it, you know, I mean, it's just, <laughs> think you want to do that, be safe than sorry, especially if these guys are going to be now we're hearing nothing until after May 1st, but you know, I'm hearing it has what a four week, um, a four week process of, of not showing symptoms and still being able to be spread. I mean, it just, that makes me really nervous. I still, I think that they still probably need to to look into having all these guys tested.
0: I thought it was 14 days, but 14 days, four weeks. Like, I, we don't, we don't know. Like, the point is that it's a very new virus. We don't actually know the answers to all this. But I was totally thinking about all the people around the, around spring training who have been sick too. I mean, David Ross missed the first three games because he had the flu. Uh, Jim DeShays recently missed a couple of broadcasts because he, he was sick. <laughs> How many of these people just haven't been tested?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, <sighs> I would guess none of them have been because like, you know, Theo is correct in the sense that the American standard right now of being tested for this needs to change because quite frankly, I think people don't understand how easily this is um, being passed around and It's, it's not something that like, if you share the same air with somebody, but like if somebody coughs or sneeze, sneezes on something and you touch that and it makes its way into your system, which is not hard. If you think about it, I mean, the average, the average adult touches their face anywhere from 50 to 90 times an hour. Like that's right there. That is so easy to, to pick up those germs and, and have that, that sickness passed on to you. I mean, I, I just, I don't think people realize how easy it's passed around and how much it's po- probably spreading right now and keeping people out of these sporting events and canceling everything that they're canceling, I think is such a smart thing. When you look at countries like Italy that didn't take this serious and they're basically have been shut down and will be shut down now for another couple weeks.
0: Right. Absolutely. Well, so one of the things that people need to keep in mind here, and look, I I love sports more than anything, it is my break, it's my mental relaxation break time to just enjoy something that isn't work, it's just not going to be stressful, well, it might be stressful if the Cubs are playing bad or losing or whatever, but it's stressful in a different way than real life, and not having that is going to suck, I actually like came home and put on my suffering from baseball withdrawal hoodie, I was like, I'm already sad, it's been like 12 hours. Um, but it's not worth the risk to thousands of people who go to these events. Right. And one of the things that a lot of offices are doing, including ours, is increasing opportunities for people to telecommute, because even if you're not in the age bracket where it could be a problem for you, you might be the person that spreads it to somebody else. And that's, that's just a terrible thing to live with. I One of the things I wanted to point out here while we're talking about this, um, this is not the first time that baseball has been impacted by a flu-like disease that shortens its season. So uh, I was doing some reading earlier today. I actually just bought a book on this. This is probably what I'm going to read this weekend while I'm not in Boston like I was originally going to be, um, about the 1918 World Series, which interestingly was the Red Sox and the Cubs. And it's the only World Series that was played entirely in the month of September. And, and that season was shortened for two reasons. It was shortened because of the Spanish flu. It was also shortened because of World War I. But so I think there's an interesting lesson to be learned there. And there's some really great articles. We'll make sure to put them up on our Twitter account, at Cup of Cubby Blue, so you can read them. It, just to sort of see the parallels between what people might, ex,
1: might see or expect in the coming months. Nobody that's listening to this was around at this time. So this feels very, gosh, I don't know. It's just very foreign. It just feels very like drastic. But at the same time, like we can't emphasize enough how much we understand, you know, people, the people that are saying we're overreacting or people that are saying this is so crazy that we're doing all this, blah, blah, blah. Those are the people that need to understand and and maybe do a little bit more research regarding how exactly it spreads and who exactly is affected by this, because that is what's important. And that's what can really, you know, wipe out that whole, you know, segment of our society. And that's like huge. And I've had way too many friends text me and say, I'm worried about so-and-so, I'm worried about so-and-so talking about, their parents or their grandparents or relatives or whoever else. And it's like, that is a legitimate concern right now because the way this thing is going and who it's affecting and who is critical and dying from this thing, that is a legitimate concern. So yes, I agree with all of this happening while it sucks because like Sarah said, and I definitely (laughs) texted her earlier and said, like, what do I even do? I don't even know what to do. Like, what are we going to talk about on our podcast? for the next two weeks. Like, I'm sure we'll figure something out, but uh, we'll I mean, it's just, you know, sports. is, Yeah, of course we always do. Sports is something that <laughs> kind of gives us a break from the, from the real, real everyday, real life that we go through to not have any of that. It's just like a huge wake up call and people can no, can no longer say that we're overreacting. Like this is just such a smart and right thing to do. And I, I am feel much better about how many people I'm seeing that are finally agreeing with this and 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 do believe that this is the best way to keep this contained.
0: Yeah, speaking of people who are really saying the right thing, I, I want to give a shout out to Chris Bryant, who uh, The Athletic had an interview that they published with him this morning. And I, I just really was super proud of the way Bryant handled these questions about coronavirus. You know, he talked about baseball's really in a good spot because the season hasn't started yet. And so they can prepare and get it right. And he's like, look, I, I don't know what's on the table. At that time, it hadn't been suspended yet. He's like, no fans, delay the season. I just think the people's safety is of the utmost importance right now. And obviously it would be nice to play the games with fans and full stadiums. And there's a lot of stuff being taken into consideration, but people's health is the most important thing to me. And, and that is the right answer. And I was so glad to see so many organizations Make that call. Right. Which is a really tough call. The millions of dollars that are on the table for the rest of spring training, for the start of the season, for opening day, for all of the festivities aren't worth jeopardizing people's lives. And it was great to see a leader on the Cubs really come out with such a strong statement.
1: Yeah. And another thing that I just read just a couple of minutes ago, and it kind of makes me sad and it makes me concerned. And I hope something is able to be done for these people is the well-being of the folks in the service industry that are the ones who have their livelihood based off of these games and events that are being canceled. I really hope that there is some sort of something done for these people because they are losing A huge chunk of income by missing this time of year. When you think about all the events that take place in opening day and hockey playoffs and basketball playoffs and March Madness, I mean that's a lot of service industry folks that are missing income. And I know there is a bigger thing at stake right now. We're really we're talking about the general public's health. I get that. But at the same time, you you also have to consider people's well being. And I know that there's money to be made when everything comes back, but People will stress about that, and that will be a huge concern. And and that's just something that I hope they can figure out and make that right for people. Because you shouldn't have to risk your health to go to work and make your livelihood. There should be some sort of other solution, um, especially in the country we live in. But we won't jump on that soapbox because <laughs> politics is not our thing here. Um, not my thing, anyways, on this podcast. So um, hey, I but don't talk about I politics just, I, on the podcast, just on Twitter sometimes. <laughs> We know that you're the politics one of the two of us, but yes, you don't talk (laughs) about it on our podcast. I just worry about that because, you know, that is, that is something that, you know, is definitely taken into consideration when they have to cancel events like that, that they're losing a ton of revenue. You know the teams are losing the revenue, but you're also looking at folks that live paycheck to paycheck and and rely on those events for their livelihood. So I worry about that, and people shouldn't have to sacrifice their health and and well being to to make their their ends meet. So hopefully there is some way to to make all that work, and people will will cut them a break. And you know because you just you you hate to see that happen, but at the same time, like I said, they shouldn't have to risk their health for that.
0: I, I totally agree with that, and I actually. I think that's a really important element of this. I was super impressed last night to see Mavericks owner, Mark Cuban, out in front of that saying that he was going to come up with a way for the Mavericks organization to make things right for the people who are the hourly workers employed there. And I, I think every owner of every team needs to look at a way to do that. And if there are owners who are struggling with that for some reason, although seriously, if you own a major sports team, you probably aren't struggling with it. The league needs to step in and see what they can do because the people who make their livelihood selling tickets, selling hot dogs, this is the they make their money, and that those jobs are not going to be there for about a month. And so many people in this country do not have the savings or ability to weather a month like that. Along those lines, one thing that I wanted to point out is minor leaguers are definitely also going to feel the crunch of this in a way that is fundamentally different from major league players. And so I know that Andy's talked about this before. Our friend Danny Rocket, who's been on the show a couple of times, has also talked about this a lot. There are programs where you can adopt a minor leaguer and just help them out, Venmo them some cash, send them some gift cards for Chipotle or for Uber or whatever, so that they Um, can get by, because we all know they don't make nearly enough money for the work that they do playing in the minor leagues, they're going to be really hurting during this time. And so if you have the ability to adopt a minor leaguer or to get together with a couple of friends and adopt a minor leaguer or two and help them out, please do so. I think that's one way that we can all support some of the people in who live and work around baseball, who aren't making millions of dollars.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And I have already kind of pledged, I, I do, I'm doing $25 a week, which does not seem like a lot, but you know, it adds up and every little bit adds up. And I think these guys are very appreciative and especially at a time like this, when, you know, there's no foreseeable end to this. We don't know when it's coming back for certain. We don't know when, you know, we don't even know when it does come back if they're going to allow crowds yet. So there's more revenue that, you know, they could be out that they would be playing, but not, you know, so there's just so many, so many things, so many uh, moving parts on this. So if you have the ability to do that, to help them, I mean, I, you know, even 10 bucks here and there if you can do it. These guys are so appreciative. I know Danny has shared some screenshots with our groups, and these guys are just so excited that people care and people are reaching out to them. And, you know, they're human too. They're young kids who, you know, not only are we helping them out, but we're also kind of teaching them and probably they'll pay it forward, you know, and stuff like that, I think really affects people and touches people in a way that, um, they don't normally have in, in in their world. So I think that's, it's important to remember, what, you know, what seems like very little to you is a lot to somebody else. I wanted to share because after we were done recording yesterday, I know not everybody's on the edge of their seat for this, but this was some good news for me. At the end of our podcast last night, um, our president got on um, the TV and said that he was Suspending all travel to and from Europe for the next 30 days, which meant officially that my trip to Spain was out of the question, um, which was sad for about five minutes. My amazing company then sent an email out this morning and said that we have already rescheduled. We have new dates in September slash October where we will be traveling to Spain. So I will still get to go to Spain. It's just pushed back about six months, which actually I'm very happy that they decided to wait that long because I feel like we might be okay by then. But so there's a little good news for me on this day, which is already a tough day for me. I thought that was kind of nice.
0: Yeah, that's outstanding. I was so glad when you said that your company was doing that because I know that that was really stressing you out. And trip of a lifetime. You don't want to miss out, miss out on that because timing was terrible. So I think that's outstanding news on the part of your company. And I was so thrilled about it.
1: Thank you. I was too. I was so happy. I'm like, yeah, I can stop stressing out about it now. Now we can worry about where I'm going to get my next roll of toilet paper.
0: <laughs> hey, I got a six pack of toilet paper earlier this week and I, 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 I think I'm good. I think this will get me through the worst of it, hopefully. Um, <laughs> Speaking of timing a little bit and like what we can expect, the the one other thing I really wanted to touch on here, particularly for fans of the Cubs or people who live in Illinois, uh, Governor Pritzker had a press conference today and announced that he has met with the owners of all of Chicago's professional sports teams, and he is recommending that all events should be shut down or if played, played without spectators until approximately or possibly May 1st. So that is the date that they're looking at in Illinois. Those dates vary from state to state, but May 1st is sort of what I would target right now as the earliest you would see the Cubs playing baseball in front of fans at Wrigley Field unless something dramatically shifts.
1: Um, Not to to steer away from what you're talking about because that is obviously very important, but I just saw this pop up that Kevin Love has committed $100,000 to the Cavs arena and support staff due to the suspension of the NBA season. So hopefully we're setting a precedent with that and, and there'll be more folks that jump in and and offer some money up because I think that's huge. And like I said, those people, you know, I'm one of those people we live paycheck to paycheck and it's not fun. And to not know when your next paycheck is coming is very stressful. So that's really cool. If Kevin love props to you, my friend. Um, As far as the Illinois thing is concerned, as May 1st being a possible deadline or possible when major sports could be coming back to Illinois, I just read that the city of St. Louis has entered a um, public health emergency. So we are no longer allowed in St. Louis to have gatherings of a thousand people or more, um, which I mean, I think a lot of cities and states are doing right now. Anyways, I'm surprised the state of Missouri hasn't done that. Um, it, I I don't see that being a problem. I think you're going to start to notice when you are out on the road, whether you have to go to work or wherever it is you're going, you're going to start to notice a lot less traffic, a lot less people. Um, I have seen video of stores, however, stores lines right now are obscene.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's not just Missouri. 20 states, as of the time we jumped on this podcast, had states of emergency. Um, I think the number of cases was up around 1,500 or 2,000 when I sat down on my couch. I mean, this thing is just, it's growing so fast. We are going to close out this special episode of Cup of Cubby Blue, but there will be plenty to talk about as this Goes on and develops. This is literally history that we are living right now. People, we're in a, we're in a pretty unprecedented state of affairs, and we will be covering all of it right here. You can find me at, at bcb underscore sarah. You can find Andy at, at bryz underscore blue, and you can find both of us at at cup of cubby blue and on bleedcubbyblue.com. dot com. We will be back next week with more news about what's going on with the coronavirus, the MLB, and sports in general shutdown and more. Bye.